<laughs> Give me that music. Wind Down with Janet Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Mike, do you want to do that? <laughs> It's like his new claim to fame. That's all I got on my royalty check. Hey, Easton, our sweet um, producer, left it in. And he's like, babe, babe, did you hear that Easton left my brain? That's the, the biggest thing I was worried about. It wasn't about anything I said. It was the last 10 seconds of the whole segment. Just give me one more. I love it. Jen, so you're like a worker bee over there. What are you doing? Well, it was really funny this morning. I was packing my car up to get into work and my phone was in my pocket. And all of a sudden I heard my sister <gasps> saying, are you trying to call me? Are you trying to call me? You butt dialed her? I butt FaceTimed her. Oh. <laughs> she was... So she saw a nice <laughs> picture of your butt. It was so funny. So she was actually weaving on this loom. She was making this beautiful loom? wall art. Well, I'm ordering one and I'm going to learn to do it. Um, our grandmother was a master weaver. Like, so what do you mean to, weaving? What? Like she used to weave. Oh, huge pretty. Wall art. So for those of you that she, can't see, I see these like a lot on Etsy, like the real pretty, like, um, macrame weaving. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so this is what she was doing. And our other sister does it too. And they got into like this argument because the one sister thought the other one was copying her. Ooh. And so my one sister, Rachel, I was talking to this morning. She said, you should order one because it makes you, you know, like, it makes me feel closer to grandma. Like you're doing something that she uh -huh. really loves and you get to be really creative. And it's like, I don't know. I'm kind of scared because I don't want to be picking, well, choosing. No, I, well, I, I'm afraid that the other sister will get mad yeah. that I'm now weaving. But then I got to work and I was like, I'm just going to, I'm allowed to order a loom. Like Weave if you want to weave. Yeah. <laughs> Do so, you. Yeah. So I did it. I just ordered. It'll be here uh, next Thursday. And so... I'm going to be weaving all weekend. I have no idea how to do it. Slow but... down, Tiger. Easy. <laughs> will you, will you make me a weave for the um, like Jolie's room? Yes. Like something cute? I will. Okay. That'll be my first one. What if we hate the weave though, Mike? Like that's going to be awkward. And then she comes that's over to see the nursery and it's like Jen. not, it's not up. <laughs> I got nothing to do with that. That's the worst of because my aunt, oh my God, pray to God she's not listening right now. Like I pray, I'm like sweating a Don't little do bit. Don't do it. Don't, Jen I have Ray. to. Ray. She doesn't even know the podcast Anna world. Ray. But let's just say someone okay. like drew something. Oh. And it's like, send me a picture of where you put it. And I'm like, I think I threw it away in the trash can. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you didn't. Bad. You're always supposed to keep that it stuff. Was you bad. hang it up whenever the person comes over put and then the you box. store it. It's you put it away. Bad. I mean, she threw it out. Oh, I think I might have left it. I think I might have left it at my mom's, and then like the dog might have eaten it or something. Like something like that. <laughs> the dog ate my homework. Keep digging, honey. Keep what? digging. I don't. Oh God, I feel so bad. It's just, just like she's very like. Oh my God. I mean, I'm already like the black sheep of that side of the family, so it's fine. I might as well just like <laughs> go down a hill. But like, I will not save you out of this one. I will not come here rescue you. Are doing this on your own? I know. Well, some I, I'm just saying. I don't even think my dad knows I have a podcast. I don't know, but I just I feel very like black sheep of that side of the family. So it's just she's very artistic. Like okay. I mean, like she's incredible art. I will say this: if she's she's an incredible artist. But, like, it's just a different style. So, for, like, example, like, one of hers, she has an alien sculpture, but with, like, pointy boobs coming out. Okay, that's it's weird. Just, it, it, but it's different. It's different. Yeah. Right. So, it's just, you know, and she's always like, you know, I'm just going to stop. I'm stopping. I'm just stopping. <laughs> I'm stopping now. Michael's like. But, you know what? I'm, I'm like, I'm already far gone on that side. Like, they just, they just think I'm, like, a lost cause. So, so can you give us an update on how you're feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm still nauseous at like night, but um, I'm feeling, I'm pretty, I haven't puked in like a couple weeks, oh which is like God. a huge win. That's amazing. Yeah. But we had our, our checkup and things are, everything's good. Baby's growing. So I'm really happy. Awesome. Yeah. And did you keep your maternity clothes from uh, Jolie or? I, I kept some maternity clothes. You did? Yes. But what I'm really excited about is about Thread Up because yes. it's it's basically consignment 
but like good good clothing like and you can go on there so because i'm like i don't want to spend like all this money on maternity clothes i'm only going to wear for what a few months exactly and so I'm like, that's why I love Third Up because they have amazing, amazing brands. Um, Banana Republic, BCBG, Steve Madden, Kate Spade, Lululemon, like all of my favorite stores. And they also have like a maternity section too and kids clothes too, which and I love. it's 90% off. It's amazing. But again, like Michael's always like, why are you buying that for Jolie when she's going to outgrow that in like a second? And I'm like, but it's cute. But on here, like I can actually get her like on Thread Up. I can actually get her cute clothes and not feel bad about it. Knowing that she's going to grow, outgrow it. Once you have a little boy, mm-hmm. this you're going to have this in your favorites because they grow out of stuff so fast, so fast yeah. that you don't even want to buy new clothes because it's sometimes he just I'll buy new clothes and he totally skips the sizes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, ThreadUp is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store with up to 90% off estimated retail price. 90, like literally 90% off. That's absolutely insane. Um, if you love to shop, you need to check out these deals on ThreadUp. Plus, if you sign up now, you'll get an extra 30% off your first order at threadup.com slash Jana. Make sure there's no A in there. It's ThreadUp. T-H-R-E-D-U-P dot com slash Jana. That's threadup.com slash Jana for an extra 30% off today. Okay, so from our last show, we had John Edward on, and he started talking about astrology. I mean, to the fact that he left his baby in the womb so that it would come out a different sign. And so um, for my listeners there, we, uh, me, Mike, and Jen were all texting and be like, it'd be really cool to get like an astrologer on yes. because I kind of want to know more about my signs. Mike has no idea. We started reading some about his signs and it's like some, some were spot on, some were off, but I wanted to get an expert to kind of discuss some of that. Explain. explain Yeah. And then also we have um, a few emails too, um, that they want to know about their signs as well. So we have Deborah Silverman, astrologer on the phone with us right now. Hey, Deborah. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I've got um, my husband, Michael, in the room, producer Jen, and then Easton uh, is uh, on the board. we got a whole bunch of people having a party. Oh, yeah, totally. And um, I will will start off first by saying, um, do people question, like, the, I guess, authenticity of of astrology? And they they think it's weird that it's like you you go off of signs for – for people's um, characteristics and stuff, but I but it is weird. It is. I mean, <laughs> the everything is really too weird to believe. I'm speaking for my husband basically are... right now when I say this. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you don't have to believe. I tell everybody this: you don't have to believe in it for to, for it to be true. All you have to do is have a reading, and then suddenly you'll suspend your left brain. There's lots of things we can't see. We can't see gravity. We can't see love, and we don't really right. understand them, but we believe in them, and that's true of stars. Interesting. You can feel love, though. You can feel love, and you can certainly see the results of gravity. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> when you when you get past thirty five yeah, or thirty four, really yeah. a theme for all of us grown ups. Yeah. So I mean, so that that's pretty good. I mean, to my naysayer husband, what do you think about that? I mean, no, you don't have to believe in that. Oh my God, he's such an intuitive. Don't listen to him. He's just embarrassed how much he feels. Thank you, Deborah. Mike, you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, making him put words to things is, is his specialty when he's in the mood. Yeah. Oh. Now we're talking. How'd I do, Mike? Fantastic. <laughs> you won yeah. me over already. You're on speed dial for Mike now. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah, tell my wife how I'm feeling. Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike you, have, you have a um, a little bit. Is it Mike? Who's got the... No, this would be Jana. Jana, you've got a little bit of an eccentric chart. You've got a very exuberant personality. It's a little over the top at times because you get so excited. Am I right or am I right? You're right. Fantastic. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and it's, you've got so much fire, Jana. You get so enthusiastic and he's water. So one of your challenges is that he can go deep and quiet. You can match him there, but it's not where you live. You live in enthusiasm and he lives in quiet. And it can clash fire and water. But if you learn to master it, it becomes a sensitivity where you know when not to bump, bump into him. He needs quiet time. You need to talk. And he'll talk when he's in the mood. That's the thing about Mike. He'll start going. You just can't push him. And you know how women are. Um, Do you have a camera in my house? <laughs> I mean, that was spot on. <laughs> he's a believer. Yeah, yeah. 
there's a camera just behind you. Look, don't no, just kidding. <laughs> no, but this is this is very predictable, and it's been going on for thousands of years. It's the oldest science on Earth, and I've been doing it for probably that long. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing this for a while. So your charts are fascinating because it could easily be that you guys didn't get along. One is a Pisces, one is a Sag. That squares. He has, Mike can detach at times emotionally and not feel very much. And then Jana gets so emotional and it's hard because she, it matters so much to you. And then all of a sudden it flips over and he's sensitive. If he's, if you dance together, there's a wonderful exchange. But if you clash, I could see where this could be a little challenging. So are you dancing or clashing? Right now we're dancing, but when we clash, it's like divorce lawyers. Yeah, yeah, you guys. For for you because you're a little over the top and eccentric, but for me, not so much. Well, it's just we. It's like when we we love we love when we fight. It's like it's balls to the wall. It's very passionate. It's like our yeah our our couples therapist is like it's you know no one wants to be in the middle of you two when you guys go at each other. Yeah, and and this is going to not make you happy, Janet. But part of that is you because you're so passionate. He would be much more detached if you were. Well, it was great life. talking to you, Deborah, and I hope you have a great. Um, I wish you could see Mike right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like dancing, you, your victory dance. But you're bringing him life. So without you around, yeah, he would be far more detached and much less feeling. So the good news is, while okay. it may seem like I was accusing you of being the source of the fire, it's exactly what he needs to stay alive and kicking because he can get spacey. Yes, he can. <laughs> yes, that, he Mike, can. Mike, come back, come back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is fascinating. Right, right on, is Yeah, it? I mean, this is spot on. Yeah, it's really good. And what do you, you get? Know, like, what do you get I, this from, Deborah? Like, how do you? Like, you? Okay, you know our signs. You know our birthdays. Like, where are you drawing this from? It's called astrology, and it's the oldest science on Earth. And I had to use your birth date, time, and place. Wow. And then I executed a chart. I put all the math together and figured out, oh, so he can be so detached and she gets so excited. Oh, she loves getting into the futuristic stuff. That's the cool thing about you, Jan. You're, so, you're always three steps ahead of everyone. Yes. And Mike can track you there. He, like he's interested in the same things. You're, that's the good thing. You have a really strong overlap on your fascination with anything off the beaten path. Yeah. You know, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Don't want to get stuck in the old ways. You are very good at keeping your minds open. And that's half of what relationships about. If we can communicate to each other and do the therapy, then we stay together. Do you think we'll make it? <laughs> what I do the stars really say? Good feeling. I have a really good feeling. Would you tell us if you had a bad feeling though? Like you wouldn't say like, no, but can you send yeah, the full no. charts charts to them so that maybe they can, yeah. they can go in depth and read. Do you know that Carl Jung always had a chart in front of him, and he was quoted to say, psychology will be a dinosaur science until it includes astrology? Yes. He, he, he was a full-on astrologer, and he was standing next to Freud. Freud went left brain in classical Prove It to Me, and Jung knew there was a mystical world, and he did it through dreams. And So there were two different schools of thought, but he was, and all their real classical Jungians will tell you that astrology is at the center of psychology. Absolutely. And you're a psychologist. I am a psychologist. And and I studied humanistic psychology. And um, so it's, there's a lot of mysticism in humanistic psychology. Yes. Is there, Deborah, do you, is there like a timeline, like a, like a numerical timeline of, of how far like you read the stars in somebody's life based on the information that you get or like, where does it start and end? And I'm just, I'm fascinated by this. That's so funny you asked because you were in a major cycle. So what happened a year and a half ago, Mike? You should have had a big change in 2016, 2017. What? Um, yeah. Uh, was, it, was, it, was, it, was it hell? Essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, I mean, that's when Jana and I uh, went through everything with discovery of infidelity and major relationship changes in our world that we faced and mental health issues that I was dealing with. And I mean, that was the biggest change in my life was. Yeah. So there you have it. And thank you for your honesty of how beautiful. And yes, that was the turning point for you to go from one phase of your life to the next. And you've made it through. That was the eye of the needle. So the good news is time-wise you're in a much easier cycle now. I feel that. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Wow. 
<laughs> now, will that continue healthy? Well, your whole life lesson, Mike, has to do with being honest, with what you just displayed, ruthlessly honest. And there's yeah. a part of you that can be a secret keeper, and you can be inside your own little world. And then when you finally speak it out loud and come clean, everybody you know, falls in love with you. But it's, you know, you've been in your life, you've had to deal with secrets. He literally has his head to his palm right now. Might be crying. Sorry. I know. Well, you tell me to do this. I don't usually, by the way, I don't even know how this happened because I don't usually do this. Like this is kind of disclosing on a radio show. I don't know who's listening, but I bet there's a whole bunch of people. And just so you know, I teach astrology and the class is opening next month. So anyone that wants to learn in six weeks, I have the coolest process where you go and you learn about your psyche and your timing and your personality traits, and you fall in love with yourself right there. In front. It's so cool. That's I'm going to take the class. That sounds amazing. No, you aren't, Jana. No, I want this you to take is the class. yeah. Do you want, I would love to take it together. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, like literally, my husband's brains and are on like the floor right now. <laughs> like his head is blown. Okay, like well, you have to pick that up before we finish. I know. But it's, he's, he's, he's going to be good. Yeah. Once, cause now he's in like his honest yes, cycle. He did it. He, did it. he, he did went it. through he's it. A different person. Don't, don't hold him hostage to that old guy. He's another person. Yeah. Hashtag growth. Visuals. <laughs> 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 I love that. Thanks, Jana. So we don't sit here wondering what he's doing over there. Yeah. No, he's just like, mm-hmm. babe. Yeah. I mean, she knew it. That, this is, I That's just, like uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, you don't have to say anything. We could do telepathy on the radio. <laughs> You're right. Now, that was that was funny. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay, uh, who's the third person in the room that's not talking? Jen? No, that's me. I'm right here. I'm I'm right here. Yeah. I have a, I have a quick question for you. So I'm a Gemini Cancer cusp. I was born on What's June birthday? June 21st. Well, and because of leap year. You have to find out which, because of leap year, that's why we don't know whether it's the 21st, the 22nd, from time to time they give the wrong date. Right. You have to look in the year you were born, was the sun in Gemini or was it in Cancer? And you can look that up. It was, very it, few people are actually. It was in Gemini. Are you, are you, oh, so you're a Gemini. Hello. So. And you're not, then you're not born on the cup. If you're one degree in, it's like being partially pregnant. You can't, it's, you're, you're pregnant or you're not, like, you're, you're in. It's only zero degrees. And that only happens for a few hours, and you have to look it up in a technical astronomer's book. Hey, Deborah, really quick, um, I just want to want to just say something about my safety. So, uh, Michael is actually going out of town for a golf weekend, and I honestly, I'm, I get really scared when I'm home alone, like super, super, super scared. Um, which is why I love ADT, and I have been an ADT user since I've bought my first house, which was like five, six years ago. Um, ADT protects against break-ins, fire, and carbon monoxide. For a limited time, get ADT's lowest rate starting at just $28.99 a month from the most trusted name in home security. That's just a dollar a day. And I'm telling you, for me, like I can sleep soundly knowing that I have an alarm system. I mean, again, it's like it's not just me in the house. It's my daughter. And yeah, the the dogs will bark, but that's not going to stop them from a burglar coming in. So something that they can, uh, you know, the system alarms them. It even includes an SOS button with a 24-7 emergency response. Um, and you can get any kind of security system you want. I should get this. You have to. I mean, because I now own my home. I live there alone. It's scary. It is. It's scary. And you I'm, just want to feel like there's a, like that extra like security blanket. Yeah. I mean, I know it makes my husband feel safe too when we're out of town. Yeah, that's what we're going to say. It's like a security blanket for me too, knowing that when I leave, it's one less thing I have to worry about right. is knowing that my girls are safe. That's so sweet. You know, because I'm going to worry about them anytime I'm gone and they're going to, I know how Jana is too when, when I'm gone. So it puts both of us at ease knowing that she's protected. So you guys go to ADT.com slash podcast or ADT.com to take advantage of ADT's lowest rate. That's ADT tested, trusted, and proven. So we have an email from Becky. Do you want to read it, Shanna? Um, sure. Um, I'm a Libra and my boyfriend is a Scorpio. I'm from the UK and absolutely love Wind Down. I wondered if you can do an episode on astrology and relationships. And now we have you, Deborah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been with my boyfriend for just over a year now, and I'm completely in love with him. However, I'm a Libra, and he's a Scorpio. And in all the trusted resources I can find, it says that these are very short-lived, but intense relationships that don't have longevity. 
I don't want to be thinking our relationship is going to end just because I read it in astrology, but it is in the back of my mind and I'm worried it's starting to affect the way I feel about him. Do you have any inv- any advice on what you think I should do? You want me to jump in? Oh, it, this is all you, girl, because I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. Drum, drum roll, please. So the short answer is don't believe everything you read. The healthy astrology is here to teach you to think independently and pay attention to your own truth. And there's more than just the sun sign. So let's say he's a, got Libra, Scorpio, those two together, by the way, are very compatible. But you don't know where his mind is, Mercury, where the moon is, his emotions. You don't know what his life lesson is. There's so many other planets. And for some reason, astrology has been cheapened by just knowing the one thing, the sun sign. But because we, we can't detect where the moon is without, without actually making a chart and having to do the numbers and math. So the short answer is there's many other factors. Don't, read what every, don't believe everything you read. And do your homework. You can find out if you're compatible or not. It doesn't take long to study and or go consult a good astrologer. I have them, I produce, I have uh, 12 certified astrologers in my school that give readings who are excellent, who've been trained by me, and they can answer that question. But you can't do the cheap version. You can't do the little short answer. I'm a Libra, he's a Scorpio. Well, wait a minute. What time were you born and what city and what year? Right. Does because that make that, sense? Yeah, that because that, sense all, far that more... all plays a part in it then. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a deep art form that can't be cheapened with just one sun sign. Right, the sky's the limit. Think, think, think stars, <laughs> and then think just one, and go. Wait a minute. There's more factors to consider. Do you do like does it, does astrology ever show like um, like for me? I kind of feel like I'm I have a lot of things going on in my life, but I'm not sure like where job wise. Like does that does that um, does astrology play into part of that or no? One hundred percent. That's what astrology is for. It gives you the indicator of where your natural gifts are tells you the timing of when it will be fertile myrtle to go and look for a new job or when yeah. to stay at the old job, when it gives you timing. And most of all, it reminds you of what you came to do. Like the thing with astrology is it, it answers the question, why am I here? Like what part of, what am I doing here? And that's everyone's deepest secret question. What is my Wanting purpose? Wanting to have a purpose. Deborah, where can our listeners find you? Um, I have a website, three words, DebraSilbermanAstrology.com. You can go, I have a, something called the star community three words again.com and i teach it's a, it's a platform and you pay like 22 dollars a month and you, every single day you hear where the moon is and where the planets are and you get to hear interviews with famous people and you really get to learn astrology so there's the star community there is my website and then there's my school uh, apprenticeship at deborah silverman astrology where you can at least get some free videos to tell you what the school is about then you can find whether or not you're interested. But yes, it's my deepest love in this life to think that I can help people fall in love with themselves. And, I love and it. Stop judging. That's beautiful. Well, thank yeah, you for, for being change. on our show. We appreciate it so much. And you are a beautiful light. And so if you thank want you. me to tell you what your destiny is, you have to call me again. Oh, 100%. Well, done deal. Done deal. I'll love definitely that. call you. Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Deborah. All right, guys. Thank have you a so much. Rest thank of your night. you. Bye bye. I, she's awesome. Mike, you were like about to cry. <laughs> Sorry. What, no, it's true. What's I I did feel some you know salty discharge coming out of my eyes. I don't know what to call those things, but I'm not used to it. Um, but oh, then whatever. <laughs> but then I will say, after thinking about, it, then my skepticism like comes into play. Which part? In a sense of okay, she knew she was coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Did she like she Google? She Google and she saw in 2016 that this stuff happened and she just decided to say, hey, in 2016, your life changed. I don't think so. I don't either. Yeah. But. She the, doesn't seem like the Googling type. No. No, not at all. She mm-hmm. seems like she just sound, had two names in an email. It's like, all right, let me do their chart. Exactly. Yeah. And the information that we sent in about where we're born and. And time, time and place and all that stuff. And then she then she charted out where all the planets were. And then dissected them it's, and it's evaluated crazy. them. I want to see the hard with, copy of that. I know. I hope I'll she make, sends it to you guys so you can read it. If you Have you ever written a comprehensive no. astrological report? No. On your, so I had one done and it came in a book. Oh, cool. And it was so spot on. It was the most amazing thing to read about yourself mm-hmm. and go, oh my God, that's me. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. Like right. you just, you're in awe. I mean, she nailed literally everything that she talked about with Jana and I, and it wasn't, it wasn't subjective. It wasn't, 
based on a point right. of view or anything. It was black and white. Like that is kind of how we are. There was no subjectiveness to it. It was fascinating. And <laughs> well, and she couldn't have Googled that. No, not at all. So no. that the only thing that had yeah. me skeptical was the whole thing about 2016 right. elections. But but I mean, even like the secret keeper and the like, you know, it's oh, hard for you to be honest. Like that's, that's been like my biggest thing ever. issue my entire life is honesty, which sucks. But which is why it's. I mean, shoot, last night I was, you know, Jan and I were checking in and had to be honest about something. And it's like pulling teeth sometimes. Right. Yeah, because I mean, it literally fear. was like it took him like five minutes to tell me his like his lie of the day, and I'm like, oh, like it's incredible the fear that like comes over you. Yeah, it wasn't even that, that wasn't even a lie. It was just omission thus far. Like, yeah, something that happened in the morning that I hadn't told her yet that I needed to, and it was just by the end of the day, it was just eat me alive. Wow. And it was just so hard because my fear around telling the truth. And the repercussions that might come from that mm-hmm. are so ingrained in me for so long in my life that I, I'm still trying to practice to get out of that. And so when she talks about the honesty and the secret keeping, I mean, I think Jay his head like hit like, the. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, yep, that's it. <laughs> She's got it. That's that's crazy. I yeah. love that you guys work so hard <laughs> on the relationship. We no, do. just you guys are so committed. You guys are going to, I don't care what the charts say, you guys are going to make it. Mm-hmm. Anybody who is that committed to growing together, yeah, but taking the time to check in with each other at night, you guys, you guys are in it for the long haul. I will say like, if like, I mean, I agree, but I would say like, if something were to happen, like no one could say we didn't try. Oh, at yeah. this point, right. it's not oh, like, yeah. oh, that's just another like celebrity relationship that, you know, it would, it's like, no, we like people would be like, they fought, they tried. And right. that yeah. is like something that I can, you can rest with. at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, what I said to what I wanted to say to Jolie, like I tried and mm-hmm. you tried, like we've, we're trying. Yeah. So, um, we actually have couples therapy after this. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. So it's probably better we do the podcast than couples as opposed yeah. to Oh, yeah, because sometimes after couples we don't talk. But no, we've been we've done really well after couples. Yeah, it's because of the place that we're getting with yeah. communication right. and growing. and. But I would imagine you need some time and space after couples therapy. Sometimes. Too. Sometimes we don't. Need, do you drive it just together depends. or do you drive separately? Well, we live walking distance. So sometimes like he'll drive home and I'll walk home oh, or vice okay. versa. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. So, but lately, like we've done well. Yeah. Like usually, it's one of us leaving before the other person, like storming <laughs> out of the room. But yeah. <laughs> so lately, our therapist's been high fiving us on the way out. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job, guys. <laughs> I know. So we'll, we'll see. But you're so. Tell me about your psychology, because that's something where, if I was to ever go back to school, mm-hmm. that would be what I want to to study. And I'm just so afraid of like the, the classes to get there, like math and stuff, because I'm just stupid. So, You're not stupid. Well, I don't know, like, the times table. And so. <laughs> so my undergrad is when I had most of my math and okay. statistics. Uh-huh. And then in my graduate program, I chose to um, work on a qualitative thesis instead of a quantitative. Qualitative is experience based on experience. So when you're doing your research, you interview maybe 10 to 15 people who have all had a similar experience and then find the themes Uh in those experiences. Maybe it's grief or uh, insecurity or spiritual awakening, whatever it might be. Quantitative is when you do all the numbers and you're just crunching statistics. And that's dreadful for me. Yeah. Because I'm not good with numbers. So I decided, I went for a master's in clinical psychology, humanistic, which is, um, it's it has a lot of mysticism in it, and that's why I was drawn to it, of course. Uh, yeah. Intuition, uh, dream, dream analysis. Oh, cool. It's cool. more about being and, you know, finding how to be in the world. Do, um, you, do you take clients, or is it? I used to. I, years ago... Over 20 years ago. 20? Yeah, over 20 years ago. I um, I used to work with teenage girls who lived in residential uh, facilities. And I loved working with them. And then I also used to administer and evaluate all of the psychological ex- like psychologicals for criminal and family court. Oh, wow. So I would test everyone involved in the case, evaluate, write reports, and then I would go testify. 
Oh, wow. So, and I was really young to be doing that, but it was a really great experience. That's really cool. And do you miss it? I don't because I have so many friends who use me as a therapist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you still get that fix. I still get that fix. Like us me. on the show, like you're our therapist. Like every <laughs> night I get motivation. At, at least one phone call or I get a text or, right. you know, so I always say like, even in my Instagram handle, I think it says in therapist to money. <laughs> because, I, because I am. I therapist am, of the people. Yes, of the people. <laughs> uh, but I will probably, you know, maybe when I'm 60. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll open an office. Start, That'd be cool. Start taking clients again. Yeah. Who knows? When, when, when it needs your needs feeding in the soul, then yeah. Yeah. And you'll do it. But the one thing I loved uh, working on my master's in clinical psych, and I did go post um, post-grad too. I'm like five classes away from my side. I just, I stopped when I was, um, when I had Rocco, I loved, you have to do your work to become a therapist. You have to deal with all of your issues. Mm. So you have to face everything because you can't go into a room and be unhealthy. Yeah. And, try and then try to give other people advice. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. That makes a lot of sense. Not that I have no, I'm not saying I have no issues. I've got issues. Of course. We all have we issues. All That's the like thing. You, you yeah, but you have trauma. to work at like the trauma right. maybe or childhood yes. stuff like to understand and go through. And Absolutely. Yeah, that a, makes sense. A quick, just a quick explanation on, you said dream analysis. Yes. So is it, like I know like Jan, Jan is Google. She's a Google machine um, <laughs> where, you know, it's like, oh, I had a dream about polar bears. And that means some crazy thing. Like, right. is, is it that simple or? It's not that simple. What I always tell people is keep a journal next to your bed. If you wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, and you've been dreaming, write down everything you possibly can. It doesn't even have to be legible. It can just be like bullet points. Bullet points. It can be white blanket. It was cold outside, you know, whatever I had blue on. Um, or in the morning, just take a couple minutes before you jump out of bed. I'm guilty of totally just jumping out of bed. And when you have kids, you that's what you do. Take a couple minutes and try and remember. So if you your dreams, so I remembered my dream last night, but it's maybe you can like try and help me break it down. Yeah, I have like very vivid dreams when I'm pregnant. It's just it's nuts. I mean, it seems so real. So this is so random, but we were at Julianne Huff's house and her husband Brooks. I mean, we, we've never hung out with them ever. I've only known her from when she was the judge on Dancing with the Stars and I was okay. on the show. You, you and I were there, babe. And we had a couple therapy that we needed to go to, but we were having so much fun at their house that we decided to stay. And you're like, oh, we'll just, I'll text Dan and Tom. We're just going to do like an hour. But it was like snowing. So we went, so we were, we were, uh, we were like sliding down this hill, but then all of a sudden it turned into like a water park and Jolie was there with us. Like she, she came. So that was my dream. Like we were hanging out at like, what do you idolize the relationship? Between those two? Yeah. I think they're, I, I told, uh, this is weird. I ran into her at, um, I get my hair done at 901 and um, we were sitting next to each other at the sink bowls and I was like, you guys are just so cute together. Like he loves you. You love him. Like you guys, like from what I see on Instagram, like right. they have like a, an amazing relationship. So maybe like I wanted to stay to like hang out with them to like have that rub up, uh, rub off on us. Yes. Because couples therapy was involved in that as well. Oh. Sometimes they're really easy to dissect. Uh -huh. And other times you have to, you know, go through and really pick out the themes. Yeah. Like, oh, I must have been feeling insecure. Yeah. You know, oh, it's snowing, uh -huh. which could mean, you know, blurry vision or treacherous roads or... But then you're on a water slide and you're happy slide <laughs> down to a water park. <laughs> so weird. Michael, do you remember any of your dreams lately? I mean, the last one I had, if I would have remembered every detail, it could have been like a smash at the box office. <laughs> like <laughs> aliens and explosions <laughs> and like, I, like the most stereotypical guy dream. Like I think I had like, you know, two guns in hands and like jumping mm -hmm. over and saving people. So I think that was the last dream I remember. And what does that mean? Is that just like a dude and you're <laughs> just tossed around? <laughs> yeah, you know, and sometimes they're just entertaining. 
Right. Right? You just you just have these dreams. You can't really explain them. Can you, is it true that you really can't die in your dream? Because every time I've almost died, I've woken up. Oh, that I don't know. Interesting. Because I've heard like if you do die, like then you're dead. I, okay. That, that's, <laughs> you know what I that reminds that. me of? <laughs> that up. reminds me of going into the bathroom uh-huh. like in third grade and turning off all the lights and going Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody <laughs> yeah. Mary. And then no, running it, out because Bloody Mary is going in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. By the way, you guys are all looking at me because you probably wonder about my amazing hair right now, it right? It looks incredible. <laughs> it does look pretty good. I took my extensions out and I've been taking sugar bear hair. And I'm telling you guys, like my hair looks like it's it's, it's like thick and full and it's growing. Um, why I love sugar bear hair is because it's helping my hair look amazing. Um, there's as much vitamin A as four cups of broccoli, as much vitamin C as one cup of cranberries and as much vitamin B12 as four organic eggs. Um, the nutrients in Sugar Bear Hair fans also found their nails and skin quality improved over time. And that's so true. I mean, I just feel like I'm just rocking this bump right now in the hair and the boobs. And I'm really excited that I found Sugar Bear Hair because, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like whenever I look on like Instagram and stuff too, I'm always looking at people's like hair and what Mm -hmm. they do and stuff. And now I feel like I'm like, hey, look at my awesome thick hair. So go to sugarbearhair.com slash Jana for beautiful hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash Jana. Sugarbearhair.com slash Jana. Hey, baby, can we tell them about our new craze that we love? Actually, yes, we can. So let me just start off. <laughs> As I say, just tell them. I love working out with you. Like, it's like one of my favorite things in the world to do. You know, every time I'm always like, will you work out with me? Because I hate working out alone. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like, and I don't know. I just like, I feel like when we do work out together, I feel like I have to like, I work, I work harder because I want to like show off. We're both competitive. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a mix between we want to show off for each other and also beat each other. And like, like look good though, too. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we're really excited because we've been um, we've been working with Beachbody, which is awesome because it's it's an app. Um, it's a streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts you can do from the comfort of your own house. And what's great about our setup is that we have a gym in um, in the garage. So we work out together. We use the streaming service. It's an easy app that you can download. Um, you get the best trainers from Shanti to Tony Horton, which baby you do the P90X, which yep. you love. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's a lot of fun because the workouts are, are easy. It can be 30 minute workouts. Yeah. And the thing is what, <laughs> what sold me more to work out with Jana, cause she's always come in and you know, it's like Jolie's nap time. You want to go work out with me? And I might be feeling lazy. And then when she came in a few weeks ago and showed me about Beach Body on Demand and showed me like, you know, hey, we can do these quick workouts. It's regimented. It's it's there for you. You don't have to do any leg work about what you want to do. Um, she showed me that, and ever since then, I've been hooked. And especially for us, where our schedule is a little bit unorthodox, especially with Jana stuff, and then in the work, the field of work I do now, my day, my work schedule varies day to day. And so being able to get those 20, 30 minute workouts at home, not taking the time to go to the gym or do any of that. It's at home in our backyard, 20, 30 minutes, knock it out. I'm sweating my butt off. I feel good. I look great. At least my wife tells me. So, <laughs> um, but it's been really helpful to have, you know, some structure in that because that's what the, the environment I come from with you know, right. professional athletics is everything. Every time I went in to work my workout was in front of me ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this is my way to have that at home. And that's been the game changer for me. Yeah. So cool. It's your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. Cause usually like when I walk in there too and I'm like, all right, I'll do like a couple of like curls, but it's like, no, it's like, it's showing us what to do. And it's like, just like Mike said, like it basically lays out the workout for you, which is fantastic. So join over 1 million people currently on beach body on demand. Um, and then 1 million and two would be me and Mike and now Jen. I'm yeah, three. Absolutely. Right now, my listeners can get a special f- free trial membership when you text Jana to 303030. You will get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutritional information and support, it's completely free. Again, just text Jana to 303030. Okay. Um, Jen, do you want to do the first email? Sure. Let's do it. Okay, so from Samantha, I can really resonate with this email. Oh my God, stop the title. I'm like, you have no idea. My mother in law is uber crazy. <laughs> hey, Pam. God, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus. I'm kidding. Wait, who's your mother in law? Uh, 
was ex-mother-in-law. Right. I'm not going to say her name. Okay. Can we talk about it or no? Oh, for sure. So let okay. me just, before we do this, this I have so much experience. I have 18, 19 years of experience with this. So, I mean, it started before we were married, but she had an idea of who was going to marry her son. And it was not you. It was not me. And so we had this huge Middle Eastern wedding. By the way, this is Jen's story. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she was supposed to, she, she was, the mothers were supposed to wear like a, like it was a fall wedding. So brown or dark right. beige or. Plum. Yeah. I, was, I yeah. gave them many options. <laughs> she showed me the dress that she was going to quote unquote going to wear. Mm -hmm. But then she showed up. In all black to my wedding and <laughs> <laughs> didn't say a word to me. Not one word. All day. Oh yeah. I mean, it just went on and on and on. It that I mean that's that, so that was the start of it. That was that What was is the, the worst thing that ever happened that she did? I, I after we got married, she came over to the house one day and um told him like she said, you should just come home and leave, get divorced. I can tell you're not happy. You should Are you serious? Yes. I mean, she was really, she wouldn't call me by my name. She would say, you're, like when she was talking to her daughter, she would say, your brother's wife. <gasps> you know, she wouldn't. Address was, you. She wouldn't address me. Wow. Yeah. Well, she must be happy now that you guys are divorced. <laughs> <laughs> right? I would imagine. I don't know. Oh, that sucks. Those are just a couple of the stories. Okay. Let's hear but some of I should have, I should have been more aware before I got married because she was acting the same way. And I really should have taken note. Okay. Because Samantha, I'm going to read your email and then I'm going to give you some advice. <laughs> I'm getting married on August 11th to my amazing fiance, Michael. We've okay. been dating for three and a half years and I couldn't be happier. His, his mother, on the other hand, is uber crazy. She constantly is making all of my decisions about the wedding about her. She cries <sighs> to Michael about how terrible I am, but the rest of the family loves me. I don't know what to do because I don't want Michael to feel like he's stuck between me and his mother. But at the same time, I feel like he needs to have some loyalty towards me. Mm -hmm. I'm stuck and need some of your lovely advice. Samantha, he has to be on your side. Amen. Yes, she is his mother, but you two are getting married and you two are going to be living in a house and in the future, raising children together. And she has nothing to do about that. She is the grandmother and she is the mother-in-law. It's you two. You two are the team. You can be gracious and sweet and kind to her. But he has to be on your side because this will not end. If he's not on your side, she has the power. I agree. Michael? What I will say, I totally agree, Jen and Jana. <laughs> My advice here would be Samantha go to Michael and tell him how you feel about all this tell from a good him place. yeah from a good place mm -hmm. tell him <clears throat> kindly request that he talks to his mother and but also tell him if he does not not then you will Ooh. and if he does not you go to your future mother-in-law in a healthy way and say what's going on here be adults and ask her directly it is probably going to make her super uncomfortable it's probably mm -hmm. going to make you super uncomfortable but that's the only choice you have you can't someone go has on. to be the adult here someone has to clearly she's not being so samantha you go be the adult you address it to her i would like to think i make up that she might have a newfound respect for you mm -hmm. that you're stepping up and being like look i'm marrying your son what do we have to do to work our relationship out? What is your issue with me? What is un the underlying meaning of this? Mm -hmm. You're not going to lose your son. We're still going to be a part of the family. We're, all, we're right. all family now. He's not going anywhere. But hold on a second, though. You had a hard time with your mom stepping aside like from because you were a, a mama's boy. Right. So, I mean, you have to have some empathy for Michael. I, being I, Michael yeah, <laughs> and yeah. understanding like that that's hard. No, I do. But th this aspect, like 
this is extreme. That's true. When it's, it's not when, like Pam like hated me or anything. No, yeah. not at all. She loves not that I know. <laughs> loved you and loves you. Uh-huh. And it wasn't in you know, y'all's biggest thing was about like sharing holidays and stuff like this and her talking about Christmas. That's but and then but then also you were saying you were talking about having traditions for Fourth of July and Thanksgiving. So it's like you guys are both kind of playing your ground mm-hmm. on what you wanted to keep as a tradition that you were both used to. Right. So it's not like she hated you. There's no animosity between right. y'all. And if there was, was then you would have stepped in. Yeah. Yeah. If there, yeah. If my mom was like, I freaking hate Jana and all this stuff. <laughs> then that would have been one thing. But that was never the case. So this is a, an extreme case that she needs to address. And my only concern is that the mother-in-law won't be, the future mother-in-law won't be aware enough. Oh, yeah. To, oh, absolutely. That's, and it's, it's going to be a struggle. It really is, Samantha. And I think it is, too, because of the the age of the adults. Like, even, like, when I've tried to talk to my mom, it's like they don't, it's like they didn't have, and not the therapy, but they don't know how to, like, communicate, I right. feel like. No, you're absolutely right. Or to be, right. uh, uh, you know, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So and that's hard. And to listen and to not get defensive. Mm-hmm. So I think that that might be really hard for you, Samantha, but just try to be the adult. Try to be calm and know that you said all the things from a good place and from a place of... Yep. And be confident. Yeah. yeah. And just be like, if they're, what can I do to like, you know, it's not like you want to like change things to make her like you, but at the same time, you don't want to have this going on for your entire marriage because that's going to be exhausting. No, it becomes a poison. Yeah. It really does. It Ugh. becomes a poison. Well, I'm lucky that I have Pam. Honey, do you want to read the next one? Sure. This email is from Sarah. You're doing Sarah. Okay. And. There's another one, Jane, which I think we should read too. Okay. That's a good one for both of us. All right. So from Sarah, my boyfriend is is extremely insecure. My boyfriend was previously cheated on by his ex of five years. Coming into our relationship sometime later, he continues to be very insecure about anything and everything. For example, I asked him if it's okay if I celebrated an engagement dinner with two other girls. He responds, yes, of course, honey. So I told them yes. Later, he said he was saying that sarcastically. Mind you, it's on a Thursday after work. He proceeds to say, well, me and my buddy are going out for pizza, wings, and beer. I don't care if he does. However, we got into a huge argument, and I told him that if he cannot trust me for something this simple and small, then we shouldn't be together. I'm just exhausted with this. I need all hands on deck, including Mike's, to get a man's perspective. All right. So, first things first is I don't think there's room for sarcasm in a relationship when it comes to asking direct questions and wanting direct answers there. That's just, that's a cop out. That's, that's bad communication. You're not going to get anything done that builds resentment. That's miscommunication. And it's just, it's just going to cause a lot of issues. Yeah. Cause if you said yes, then it's like, right. right. And, and then you and then, tell your girlfriends. And, and then he's going to make her feel bad by saying yeah. I'm sarcastic. Well, how, how is Sarah supposed to know you're being sarcastic? You can't. No, that's childhood. You can't be sarcastic in that. Um, and then and then him coming back and saying, well, I'm going out for pizza, you know, for pizza, wings, and beer with my buddies. Mm-hmm. That's just being childish. Absolutely. You said when you read it, you're like, it just seems immature. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then, but also... You know, she says that they got into a huge argument and that she says if she, if he cannot trust her with something this simple, then we shouldn't be together. And that's where I'll get his back where I don't, Sarah, just be careful minimizing his feelings about something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So clearly he had, he he's had issues with infidelity in previous relationship and he's carrying that into y'all's relationship, which is unfair. Right. But, but everybody has their baggage. Right. Everyone has their baggage. But him acting out around this in a sense of just acting childish i don't mean like physically acting out but just acting childish and immature around this topic minimizing his feelings around it is only gonna make it worse because he's not feeling heard right so it's just going to take a sit down between you two sarah you tell him and validate his feelings of having fear because of his past relationship history reassure him that you love him and you would never even dream about doing something to hurt him and then, and then, you know, be like, how can we handle this situation in the future? But the key is to validate his fears going into it. Because clearly, through this example, that is, he's speaking from a place of fear. That's it. 
I get that, but what I'll disagree with uh, with you, babe, and agree with Sarah on is like something that is so small and simple, where it's like like that's so like right. I know, like I get what you're saying because we've like we're going through it and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, if it's that's what they're arguing about, something that's so like simple like that it's like god like it's gonna be exhausting having moving forward with like other things well and what happens when the big stuff comes yeah right that is yes i agree so that's what i'm saying example nip this in the butt now because that's going to help you communicate better when the big happens. yeah but i do agree with you with like you know not making it because to him it's not simple Right, it's a no. big it's deal not about to the him. lampshade. He's feeling it. <laughs> it's about right. something else. And he, yeah. he doesn't know how to articulate that, right. that to her because she has done nothing to hurt him, as far as we know. So he just, yeah, you guys need to have an honest conversation about that because yeah. it's coming from somewhere else. Just like when Mike and I got into a fight, yep. um, it's uh, we got into a fight over a lampshade, but it wasn't about the lampshade. It was about something else that I was having right. issues about. Yes. So I'm always like, it's not about the lampshade. She was projecting you know? other yep. feelings yeah. on me. <laughs> Through a lampshade. Through, through a lampshade. Yeah. Before we get to another email, I want to tell you guys about Skylar. It's a self-care lifestyle brand centered around scents. Now that I'm um, able to smell scents because I'm feeling better in my pregnancy, I have been lighting candles again. And I'm just super excited with this brand because their ultimate goal is supporting and empowering women. So their clean, modern perfumes are unique, light, and they're never overpowering, which I love. So they have perfumes. They have candles. The perfumes, by the way, are natural ingredients and free of harmful chemicals, Jen. So that's good. I love that. Uh, They're hypoallergenic, which is awesome um, because my daughter has really sensitive skin, too. So if I was to spray it on me and then it got on her, like it's it's good. Um, Skin safe and non-irritating. It is vegan, free, and never tested on animals, Jen. I love <laughs> also this. Also for you. Um, but it's really cool. They have got like a really fun interactive quiz online to help you find your perfect scent. Um, what I is really, yours? Mine's Isle. It's, so it's clean, dewy, and fresh. Um, but I also really like Arrow, too. It's spicy, warm, and seductive Ooh, for the me. bedroom. I yeah? like spicy. Yeah. So you're yeah. Arrow for sure. Um, for a limited time offer, try the Skylar sample palette with free shipping, plus earn a $20 credit towards your next full-size perfume purchase. Visit Skylar.com slash Jana. That's Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R.com slash Jana for a $20 credit towards your next full-size perfume purchase. Skylar.com slash Jana. I'm going to read you guys an email from Jane. This is a good one. The title is, We Have Similar Stories. Dun, dun, dun. Your story and mine are so similar, with a bit of an age difference. I'm a 50-year-old mother of two teenagers, married 17 years. I was the one who wanted sex more than my husband. My husband confessed a year-long affair with our mutual female friend, double portrayed. Yeah. Working on our marriage, which is better than ever, even our sex life. Listen to episode four twice. I cried both times. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I can completely relate to all of your triggers and feelings. After listening to episode 12, here's my question. How do you reconcile balance John Edwards' comments about positive energy? What you put out there is what you attract. Arguing uh, for the negative, which is based on fear, with these fears and triggers we are experiencing after the infidelity. Wait, I don't understand that. So she's asking, you what know, you John Edwards said, what you put out, you get back. So my, be mindful of your thoughts. Uh-huh. So she, I think what she's asking is, I'm so worried that he's going to ha- go have another affair. Right. That, am I putting that out there right, into the right. universe and he's going to do it? Because that's the energy I'm putting out. I interpret it another way where you want to have, you know, positive thoughts to have a positive life around you, right? Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with that. But you're naturally being the the uh, victim of this betrayal. You're going to have those negative thoughts. So I think she's scared of, yes, I, you know, essentially the same thing, having those negative thoughts and creep in. Will that affect the positivity, mm-hmm. the positive mm-hmm. environment she's trying to create with her husband? Yeah. And she goes on to say, I'm trying to create a positive environment right. from healing from this infidelity, but I'm getting bogged down by the triggers, fears and insecurities. I feel as though I need to be constantly reminded that I was the one who was chosen and why. That's not what I want to attract for the new marriage that we are working towards. And, and that's, you know, J- Jane, I can... I can totally get the the triggers and fears and insecurities. And that's where, you know, your partner, like Mike has done a good job now with doing, and he, it took a good year and a half to like get to the point where it's like, they can 
um, acknowledge your triggers and fears and insecurity uh, insecurities, but it's also, it's on us, Jane, to be able to let the past be the past and it's hard, but not let it bog down. It's okay if it creeps in. Um, it still does for me. It might just not be a minute now. Maybe it's just a few seconds. And then I say, okay, that was the past. Let's move forward. What's the present? And so I just trying to stay in the present and trying not to put the, that negative, uh, negative energy out there because we don't want that person back in our life or those. Right. And you can still, Jane, from, from just the experience that Jane and I have gone through, you have every right to have those negative feelings. Mm-hmm. You have every right to feel that way, to express those feelings. Now, by, by, you, uh, I'm trying to say that, by articulating them in a healthy way to your husband, by coming to him and expressing, hey, I'm feeling this way, as opposed to being passive aggressive or holding things against him or being resentful, that's how that negativity is going to creep into your life. Mm-hmm. But if you have those negative feelings and talk about them in a healthy way, then I don't think that negativity creeps into the life around you because you're handing things in a positive, healthy way. I agree. You know, so I think that's the key. That's been the key for us, mm-hmm. um, which neither of us do perfectly all the time. Because everyone's going to bring in a negative energy. We all have oh, negative yeah, energy. We have negative it's, stuff that's, that's, yeah, that's that's just human. Right. right. Whether there was infidelity, whether like, we all have fears, whether it's work or relationships or like Absolutely. money, like we all have our fears, we all have our insecurities. It's how much we let them come in. And right. if we don't speak on it, then it's going to continue to take over what we really want in the positivity. Right. Right. It's all about being able to manage them in a healthy way. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Bam. So, Thanks Boom. for thanks for listening though. Yeah, thank I you, mean, Jane. Listen to the episode mm-hmm. twice and all in. So, and I love too that we have such a wide range of listeners on the show. Yeah, too I mean, from from teenagers to. Yeah. I'll be curious to know how recent the affair was. Yeah, yeah, God, that's tough. I mean, but it's friend. it's probably Ugh. you know, at least our timeline because they said their marriage has been better than ever, even their sex yeah. life, and you know we're reaching that point. So they're working on it. They're working on it, and I that's love that. you know. Kudos to you guys for your kids. Uh, and that's a great, you know, I don't know when the infidelity happened, but that's really great for the kids to see that they're 100%. working through it. Right. hundred percent. Because, I mean, I remember my parents got divorced. I knew about the affair. I mean, I basically caught my dad in the affair. And, you know, they, they tried for maybe a month, but then my dad was, like, in love with his affair girl. But it's like I saw, and so I'm like that. That is what I saw. That is what I saw men do. Like so, it's right. like. But if I would have saw them work on it, then I maybe would have had a different perspective. Perspective. Yeah. So you saw that divorce was the answer, and yeah. which a lot of right. kids nowadays see because divorce rate is what fifty percent. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. I mean, now. that's insane. I know. Yeah. That people just treat it like it's just a button that you just push. Well, I mean, I can't talk. I've been divorced twice. But I mean, like, again, mine right. were like, well, I was 19, went through a drive through right. didn't even know the guy. And then the other one, you know, we were married for a week and, you know, obviously now we're best friends. But, it, you know, this, those were just weddings where not even, the first one wasn't even a wedding. It was a, literally a drive through in Vegas. But like, <laughs> when I was 19. But Classic. I mean, th- I think a so marriage great. to me is, you know, what we're doing. We're working on our Absolutely. marriage. It's it's a couple years in. It's we're like, we're actively working. Yeah. So I, that's why like, I sometimes forget, you know, but yes, it's insane how high rate and, not, and I, I hate saying that because I mean you're getting divorced but it's like you right. tried too though no I tried we went to right, couples therapy and yeah we are just completely different people at different stages of awareness but uh, but here's my thing though we're gonna you're gonna be on different stages though like but, Mike and I are but you don't you people don't I'm grow talking, yeah I just continued continued and continued to yeah. grow uh-huh. and and I try I used uh, believe me I have yeah. a lot of tools in my toolkit, mm-hmm. and over the years, I pulled out every tool to try and help facilitate yeah. growth, and it just wasn't receptive, you know. Right. It yeah. wasn't received. Right, and that's that's a hard, it's like, why would you want to stay in an unhappy marriage right. at the end of the I day? Mean, divorce right. is still the answer for some people, and that's okay. Well, it's yeah, if we become miserable with each other. The fact that it's over 50% yeah. is just, clearly, there's a lot of people out there not doing the work. That's all. Yeah. With that, with that, those facts out there, I mean, that percentage. It's- I'm really curious to actually know what it is. Someone should Google well, it. Look, I have my computer for once <laughs> in here, Google. in studio. Google. In studio. But yeah, I hope I hope Jane's Current kids are, are able to see the divorce. positive. Um, we don't know if they've kept it secret from them True. or whatever. But regardless of whether the, the teenagers know about it or not, they're seeing their parents work on their marriage. 
I will, they don't have to know that have, it's through infidelity. I have a question for you, though. What? I mean, obviously for us, it's on Google. So when Jolie has Google, she can like Google it. Yeah, that's going to be a tough day. Yeah. But I, but even if it wasn't on Google, I would want to tell her that when she's old enough to understand, like yeah. if something was going on in her relationship, like I would want her to understand like our dynamic to show like that we fought for it and, you know. Yes and no. And let me just say. I want to tell her like the specifics. What I would, it would all depend. If she was going through or our son was going through a tough situation with infidelity in a relationship or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the timing is right, and they're of age to really understand. I would be right there in line with you to tell them together. Like when your parents were talking about some stuff, it's like to me, I'm like, that's some like that gives me like encouragement to know that they're like still married this long and they had like a big issue, you know? Yeah. But as the person who has done that, if you just wanted to tell Jolie or tell our son, not out of spite, but just like the first issue that she comes up with her first boyfriend and she's 15 and impressionable and you say that you know oh daddy cheated on me so it's okay like you you can get stronger from this and she's like wait what because her image of me is not that person because Mm -hmm. you know from the time you know now the only person the only dad she knows is the present caring affectionate loving father that i am now Mm -hmm. not the distant you know piece of crap so I, for for me, I wouldn't want that image tarnished unless it was something that she could actually learn from. So what happens when she does Google it? I mean, granted, that, we're still the, together. You know what I mean? Because if we're a divorce and it's like, well, obviously, like she's going to know like right. there's issues we'll and be, then we we'll tell still her be sooner. We'll still be together. <laughs> okay, but, <laughs> I'm an optimist. <laughs> I know. Okay, no, you're, no. you're the but just, Okay, but I'm just saying like, you know, but if we're, you okay. know, when we're still together down the road and she does like what happens. And, and that's fine. That's fine. She discovers it and she wants to come talk she about might it. Google it at 14. I mean, God, kids are online now 13, yeah, 14, oh, absolutely. 12. And she might and she probably will. That's probably how it's going to happen. And that's fine. If she Googles that, then we sit down and we have the discussion mm-hmm. about what happened to an extent, about how we fought through it, mm-hmm. you know, all the work that we put in. This is the kind of work that relationships take. Yeah. And because we love you, Jolie, and we love your brother, you know, we were going to do everything we possibly could to make this work. And look <laughs> at us. We have. Yeah. So it's just coming from us in an unsolicited manner when it's not something relevant to a lesson she needs to learn. I just don't think is the way to do it. Yeah. Okay, John, what'd you find? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 98%. <laughs> Good God. I just, this is the most comprehensive study. It even lists like... Um, the occupations that people have that are most likely to get divorced. But oh, wow. I was reading this, and every 13 seconds, there is a divorce in America. Every 13 seconds? Okay, yes. That equates to 277 divorces per hour, 6,646 divorces per day, 46,523 divorces per week, and 2,419,196 divorces per year. I rest my case, 98%. (laughs) (laughs) Point proven. There are nine divorces in the time it takes for one couple to recite their wedding vows, which is two minutes, people. Nine divorces every two minutes. There's been three divorces since you started talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. We need to be divorce divorce lawyers. Start getting some cash out of this. Yeah, right? They're very aggressive. They are very aggressive. I mean, you'd be the best, Jana. <laughs> are you kidding me? Every woman would hire Jana as her divorce lawyer. Get them by the balls. <laughs> Second career. Hit them where it hurts. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's sad, but. It is. But marriages are down too, it says. <gasps> are they? Yeah, people aren't getting, well, that, yeah, that's aren't getting married doing. like they used to. And I think that's okay. That's totally fine. I always say. I am Goldie haunting it the rest of my life. See, because I disagree with that. They so happy. They do, but I, I, for some reason, like, I, okay. Amy, can we get Goldie Hawn on, please? <laughs> I want to ask her. Because I think secret. for some people, yeah, it, it might work. But for me personally, it's, I, I do believe in the, the marriage. I, I do believe in that. What's that called? Like the, um, sacrament. the foundation, the sacrament of marriage. And I, I think that's. For me, that's, I just, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I couldn't just be, have a partner for the, you know, if, if Michael and I were to get divorced. Yeah. I mean, 
I would want to get married again. Like even in my head, I'm like, no, I just, I would just whatever. But for, for what I want my kids to see. And I don't know. I, I just believe in it. I believe in a spiritual union, whatever that may be mm-hmm. in the future. I would love to have some incredible shaman do s- <laughs> perform some incredible ceremony. Right. But I don't feel like I need to go down to the courthouse and get a piece of paper uh-huh. that's stamped. And gives me five days to get married. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just old school with that. Where are you at, Mike? Um, we have therapy, couple therapy in 27 minutes. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not answering that question. <laughs> I will hold on. That. No, I, I yes, I'm I'm old school. My parents have been married for gosh, 30, probably close to 35 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been the only ones that have either been married or remain married on both sides of my family. Wow. The only ones. And they're each one of four children. The only ones out of both sides of my family. So they have been the foundation for that. And they have been through their their crap. And so they have been a, a role model in a relationship sense of that. And I strongly believe in marriage because of them. And according um, to this study, you're 14% less likely to get divorced because of my parents because of your parents but then but then like okay so i hear that but i'm like but then why didn't you like sacrifice like why didn't you love our marriage more like it depends on everyone still has issues like if you idol i know but i just for me i'm like if you idolized our marriage so much i honestly i I idolize it a lot more now than the place that i'm at right i have a greater appreciation with what we're going through with what they have because we're we're in the trenches doing work and i know my parents were in the trenches doing work for a long long time Uh so i see what we can have and they're probably more in love now than they ever were. Right. You know and you I mean? two will are and will continue. Yeah. I'm but sure. I, but I will say I do side with Jen in the sense of if that makes two people happy. Yeah. Well, of course, do whatever I, makes I'm, you I'm happy. Cool I'm just saying my personal opinion is I believe in marriage. My only fear with the Goldie haunting it is <laughs> someone. It's now hashtag is, Goldie haunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a new thing. Um, is. One of the partners in that relationship, they're not, maybe they're not being completely honest and yeah. genuine. Like maybe they do really want to get married, but mm-hmm. their partner is so set on Goldie Hawn in it. <laughs> that is a thing. Um, that they just conform to that. Right. So that's my only fear around that. Every, both, both parties would have to feel the same way. Would have to feel safe and there's yeah. no resentment underlying right. behind Yeah. Yeah, okay, absolutely. so this has been an awesome show, and I want to thank uh, Michael, Jen, Easton. Um, a huge thank you to ThreadUp. Remember to go to threadup.com slash Jana. You can go to adt.com slash podcast, sugarbearhair.com slash Jana, Beachbody on demand. Remember to text Jana to 303030, and skylar.com slash Jana. Also, in celebration of National Chocolate Cookie Day, it was on Saturday, by the way, Bristol Farms delivered some of their famous The Cookie to the Studio. So if you ever need to satisfy, if you ever need to satisfy your sweet tooth, this is honestly the way to go. They're fantastic. Try them. They're baked fresh every single day. And then on August 11th, this coming Saturday, is National Panini Day. And famed Italian sandwich shop Parolo's Panino is celebrating big. All paninos at Parolo's Panino will be priced at $5 Friday, August 11th. It's open 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. daily on Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles. Stop by Parolos to see why the world panino means amazing effing sandwiches. Amazing effing sandwich. Um, and just for the record, thank you, Bristol Farms, because this whole show I did with like cookie in my teeth. Like, <laughs> and I've been like trying to pick it with my tongue know, like, the whole time. You, you like, even used your phone. Looking at my to, phone, like, like how many chocolate chips do I have in my teeth? So thank you. I've been killing them. All right, baby, you ready to go to the couples therapy? <laughs> Let's do it. All Good right. luck. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Were well, you ready? Go do it. <laughs> <laughs>